European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 41, Issue 9, Focus Issue, Basic Science, by Editor-in-Chief, Professor Thomas Lucia, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Understanding Cardiovascular Disease, Macrophage Function, LDL Receptor Trafficking, and C-Type Naturetic Peptide. Basic science may sound far from today's practice for many physicians, but it often announces the clinical practice of tomorrow. Although the road to clinical application is occasionally quite bumpy, it's very stimulating, particularly if it provides a translational outlook in human cells or tissues. Experimental studies in fat-fed rabbits by Nichkov led to the cholesterol hypothesis. Studies on plaque characteristics led to the concept of the vulnerable plaque and plaque rupture, and more recently to erosion. All findings that change cardiovascular medicine more recently, Virchow's visionary statement, atherosclerosis is a chronic inflammation to cholesterol, stimulated studies on the role of inflammatory cells, chemokines and cytokines, and eventually trials. Similarly, the clinical review, novel functions of macrophages in the heart, insights into electrical conduction, stress, and diastolic dysfunction, by Matthias Narendorf from the Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts, USA, and Florian Leuchner from the University Hospital in Heidelberg in Germany, focuses on new roles in macrophages. The authors remind us that over a century ago, Eli Mechnikov described the macrophage's ability to phagocytose. Propelled by advances in technology enabling phenotypic and functional analysis at unprecedented resolution, a recent renaissance in macrophage research has shed new light on these big eaters. Of particular interest is the cardiac macrophage's provenance in the context of cardiac hemostasis and stress. Recent advances identified mechanisms by which these cells regulate electrical conduction in the atrioventricular node and discuss why a deeper understanding of monocytes and macrophages in systolic and diastolic dysfunction will help to understand heart failure and may provide novel therapeutic targets. Proteins that regulate our body are derived from genes and are dependent on their expression and translation. Nuclear receptors and their cofactors regulate these processes also in disease states, such as atherosclerosis. The transcriptional activity of these nuclear receptors is controlled by the nuclear receptor corepressors, or NCOR, scaffolding proteins that form the basis of large corepressor complexes. In their article, Macrophage NCOR1 protects from atherosclerosis by repressing a proatherogenic PPAR gamma signature. Socrates Stein and colleagues from the Center of Molecular Cardiology of the University of Zurich in Switzerland note that the studies with primary macrophages demonstrated that the deletion of NCOR1 increases the expression of atherosclerotic molecules. However, the role of nuclear receptor corepressors in atherogenesis is unknown. They generated myeloid cell-specific NCOR1 knockout mice and crossbred them with low-density lipoprotein receptor knockouts, or LDLR knockouts. The authors demonstrated that the myeloid cell-specific deletion of NCOR1 aggravates atherosclerosis. Macrophage NCOR1 deficiency leads to increases in foam cell formation, pro-inflammatory cytokines, and atherosclerotic lesions, characterized by large necrotic cores and thinner fibrous caps. The immunometabolic effects of NCOR1 are mediated by the suppression of peroxisome proliferator-activated receptor gamma, 
or PPAR gamma, target genes in both mouse and human macrophages, which lead in the absence of NCOR1 to an enhanced expression of the CD36 scavenger receptor at subsequent increase in OX-LDL uptake. Interestingly, in human atherosclerotic plaques, the expression of NCOR1 is reduced, while the PPAR gamma signature is increased, and this signature is more pronounced in ruptured compared to non-ruptured carotid plaques. Thus, nuclear receptor core pressors such as NCOR1 blocks the pro-atherogenic functions of PPAR gamma in atherosclerosis and suggests that stabilizing NCOR1 PPAR gamma binding could be a promising strategy to block pro-atherogenic functions of plaque macrophages and lesion progressions in atherosclerotic patients. Naturetic peptides discovered by Alfonso de Bold in 1981 have become an integral part of clinical practice. Besides the initially described atrial naturetic peptide, brain naturetic peptide is part of the diagnosis and risk assessment of heart failure, acute coronary syndromes, pulmonary embolism and even peripheral arterial disease. C-type naturetic peptide or CNP is the Cinderella in the family but an essential endothelium-derived signaling species that governs vascular homeostasis. CNP is also expressed in the heart, but an intrinsic role for the peptide in cardiac function is not established. In their article, C-type naturetic peptide coordinates cardiac structure and function, Adrian Hobbs and colleagues from the Barts and London School of Medicine and Dentistry in London, United Kingdom, employed unique transgenic strains with cell-specific deletion of CNP to define the role of CNP in maintaining cardiac morphology and contractility. To that end, they used wild-type cardiomyocytes or cardiomyocyte CNP knockout, endothelium or endothelial CNP knockout, and fibroblast or fibroblast CNP knockout, specific CNP knockout mice and global naturetic peptide receptor B knockout and naturetic peptide receptor C knockout animals at baseline and in experimental models of myocardial infarction and heart failure. Endothelium-specific deletion of CMP resulted in impaired coronary responsiveness to endothelium-dependent and flow-mediated dilatation, changes mirrored in naturetic peptide C receptor knockout mice. Ex vivo, Global ischemia resulted in large infarcts and diminished functional recovery in cardiomyocyte CNP knockout and naturetic peptide C receptor knockout, but not endothelial CNP knockout, compared to wild-type mice. The cardiac phenotype of cardiomyocyte CNP knockout, fibroblast CNP knockout, and naturetic peptide C receptor knockout, but not endothelial CNP knockout, or naturetic peptide B receptor knockout mice, was more severe in pressure overload and sympathetic hyperactivation-induced heart failure compared to wild-type mice. These adverse effects were reduced by a pharmacological CNP administration in wild-type, but not naturetic peptide C receptor knockout mice. On a molecular level, CNP slash naturetic peptide C receptor signaling is impaired in human heart failure but attenuates activation of well-validated pro-hypertrophic and pro-fibrotic pathways. Thus, CNP of endothelial, cardiomyocytes and fibroblast origins coordinates and preserves cardiac structure, function and coronary vasoreactivity 
via activation of natriuretic peptide C receptors. Targeting natriuretic peptide C receptors may prove an innovative approach to treating heart failure and ischemic cardiovascular disorders, as John Burnett from the Mayo Clinic and Foundation in Rochester, Minnesota, USA, indicates in his thoughtful editorial. Stem cells have been and still are the big hope of regenerative medicine. Although the field took a deep dive after retraction of numerous studies by Anversa and colleagues, research goes on in many potential applications such as refractory angina, arrhythmias, cardiomyopathies, heart failure and even rheumatoid arthritis. Indeed, pluripotent stem cell-derived endothelial cell products possess therapeutic potential in ischemic vascular disease. However, the factors that drive endothelial differentiation from pluripotency and cellular specification are largely unknown. In their article, Transcriptional Dynamics of Pluripotent Stem Cell-Derived Endothelial Cell Differentiation Revealed by Single-Cell RNA Sequencing, Andrew Baker and colleagues from the University of Edinburgh in the United Kingdom attempted to use single-cell RNA sequencing, or SCRNA sequencing, to map the transcriptional landscape and cellular dynamics of directed differentiation of human embryonic stem cell-derived endothelial cells, or HESC-EC, and to compare these cells to mature endothelial cells from diverse vascular beds. A highly efficient directed 8-day differentiation protocol was used to generate HESC-derived endothelial cell products, or HESC-ECP, in which 66% of cells co-expressed CD31 and CD144. The authors observed largely homogeneous HESC and mesodermal populations at day 0 and 4 respectively, followed by a rapid emergence of distinct endothelial and mesenchymal populations. Pseudotime trajectory identified transcriptional signatures of endothelial commitment and maturation during the differentiation process. Concordance in transcriptional signatures was verified by SCRNA sequencing analysis using both a second HESC line, RC11, and an alternative HESC-EC differentiation protocol. In total, 105,727 cells were subjected to SCRNA sequencing analysis. A global transcriptional comparison revealed a transcriptional architecture of HESC-EC that differs from freshly isolated and cultured human endothelial cells and from organ-specific endothelial cells. Thus, a transcriptional bifurcation of endothelial and mesochymal lineage was identified as well as novel transcriptional signatures underpinning commitment and maturation. The transcriptional architecture of HESC-ECP was distinct from mature and fetal human EC. The implications of these findings are put into context in an editorial by Alex Bobbick from the Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Plasma cholesterol levels are in large part genetically determined either through the expression levels or mutations of LDL receptors or the activity of proprotein convertase subtilism kexin type 9 and in turn its degradation. Genome-wide association studies have previously identified insulin-induced gene 2 or INSIG2 as a candidate gene for plasma low-density lipoprotein cholesterol or LDLC. In their article, 
A common variant of CCD-C93 protects against myocardial infarction and cardiovascular mortality by regulating endosomal trafficking of low-density lipoprotein receptor. Antoine Rambert and colleagues from the University Medical Center in Groningen in the Netherlands suspect a role for CCD-C93 in the same locus because of its involvement in the recycling of the LDL receptor, or LDLR. Characterization of in-sig2 locus was followed by studies in over 107,000 individuals from the general population, the Copenhagen General Population Study and the Copenhagen City Heart Study, for associations of genetic variants with plasma lipid levels, with risk of myocardial infarction and with cardiovascular mortality. CCD-C93 was furthermore studied in cells and mice. The lead variant of the in-sig2 locus, RS1049026, was not associated with changes in expression of nearby genes, but was part of a genetic block which excludes in-sig2. This block includes a coding variant in CCD-C93-P, PRO228LEU, which is in strong linkage disequilibrium with RS1049026. In the general population, separately and combined, CCD-C93-P, PRO228LEU, was dose-dependently associated with lower LDL-C and lower risk of myocardial infarction and cardiovascular mortality. These results were validated for LDL-C, risk of coronary disease and myocardial infarction in meta-analysis included from 194,000 to greater than 700 participants. The variant is shown to increase CCD-C93 protein stability, while overexpression of human CCD-C93 decreases plasma LDL-C in mice. Conversely, CCD-C93 ablation reduces LDL uptake as a result of reduced LDL receptor levels at the cell membrane. Thus, a common variant in CCD-C93, encoding a protein involved in recycling of the LDL receptor, is associated with lower LDL-C levels, lower risk of myocardial infarction, and cardiovascular mortality. Markus Kleber from the Heidelberg University in Mannheim, Germany, puts these findings into context in his educational editorial. This issue is complemented by various discussion forum contributions. In their piece, How Low Should We Go on Low-Carbohydrate Diets? Christoph Mark and colleagues from the Julius Maximilian Universität Würzburg in Germany comment on the recent publication Lower Carbohydrate Diets and All-Cause and Cause-Specific Mortality a population-based cohort study and pooling of prospective studies by Maciej Banak and colleagues from the Medical University of Łódź in Poland. Banak et al. respond in a separate comment entitled Low Carbohydrate Diet, Forget Restrictions, Replace with Balance. In a further contribution entitled Genetic Instruments with Too Many Strings, Acknowledging Pleiotropy and Population Structures in Mendelian Randomization Studies, Jeremy Lebrecht and colleagues from the Erasmus MC in Rotterdam, Netherlands, comment on the article Genetically Modulated Educational Attainment and Coronary Disease Risk by Heribert Schunkert and colleagues from the Deutsches Herzzentrum in München in Germany. Schunkert et al. respond to Lebrecht et al. in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its listeners.